Gamescast. As always, I am one of your hosts, John, aka Mr. Megative on Twitter. I'm already a little depressed because it looks like my 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 video is a little choppy. Looks like my video is a little choppy, guys. How am I looking on the video? Am I, am I looking okay? Um, is anybody looking at the stream right now? I want to make sure that it we're is holding. it is choppy, but you know what? This is how it belongs. So, so what you you're know. so what you're saying is that we're on brand. Yes, this excellent. Is, this is how it's supposed to be. Excellent. I love it. All right. <laughs> I look, I look, I literally look like a Mega Man character. You do I have been a little sweating bit. Sweating so much that there is a metallic sheen that I think is coming through in the Twitch chat right now. You do a little bit. You look like Absinthe Man. <laughs> Absinthe Man, get power up that is inability to finish a Resident <laughs> Evil game in a timely fashion. Get powered up with Stumbling Shot. <laughs> <laughs> or st stumbling slide get powered with get, stumbling get powered slide. up with inability to form coherent thoughts <laughs> every time you, every time you're on the podcast now i'm gonna have like i'm gonna play that Mega Man boss theme introduction but it's gonna be all distorted it's gonna be dun 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 that's all <laughs> i'm never ever gonna get that image out of my head Poor Zach in the quarter is like, I, he's like Zach. This like, is a I great know. start. Zach, no, like, this is a fantastic start to the on podcast. the rails. It looks like the it looks like the video on the on the uh, on the stream is a little better though. So so that's good. good. Maybe things good, are good. maybe things are stabilizing. Anyway, as you guys can see, we got a small crowd tonight. We got a small podcast tonight, but uh, but we got the a good boys. one. Just the boys. Just the men. Just the men, Brandon. Just the men. Just the men. Just the men. Brandon, are you? <laughs> what, what was that? You go. You you're uh, putting yourself out there. there. I am. I am. I, uh, Brandon, are you still cooking dinner? No, I'm done. What'd you have I for finished, dinner? like, boom, just at seven. Uh, a fine four course, mm. the calendars TV dinner. Oh, nice. that's, that's a lot. Steak, steak, potato, green bean casserole. It was a real feast. Brandon, what's the dessert? What's the dessert? There was no dessert. Actually, actually, you gotta get it. You gotta get a hungry man for the dessert. This this summer episode is actually food. all just food. We're just gonna talk food tonight. This guys. is the super deformed cuisine cast. In, in memory of Anthony Bourdain. Ah, oh, too soon. Come on. Too too soon. Too soon, man. Oh my lord, this podcast is already a beautiful disaster. Anyway, welcome everybody to SDGC. As you guys can see, we have fucking Anthony on the show, and I just want to point out that 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 is actually how he's listed in my phone. Fucking Anthony. He's actually listed as fucking Anthony in my phone, and I, I tweeted that I, I tweeted out a picture of it, and Anthony, for whatever reason, thought this was the greatest thing he's ever seen. It's so, my favorite. It's is... my, my, I want to be referred to that way by all people everywhere at all times. That's that is a deep pleasure for me. Whatever, mind. whatever panel you're on at PAX next year, I want you to be introduced as as fucking Anthony. Like fucking that's, Anthony. That's that's all I need. That, that's all I want, man. Well, uh, did you? Yeah, you have to give the context. The most recent time 
that you declared that I was fucking Anthony was I'm on my 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 current summer internet sabbatical oh, and the yes. first time I popped up on Twitter in about 10 days was to tweet a picture of old Luke Skywalker making out with Kazuma Kiryu. I, yes. That was uh that was it that was it that, that was definitely a Twitter thing that you did on yeah. Twitter. That was Yeah. That was, but you know what? That was probably the most Anthony return to form I've, I've I've seen. So, and I've seen some I've seen some good shit from you, man. So we are so Anthony's here, and uh, we are so it's been kind of a slow week uh, for games, uh, and that's you know that's to be expected. It's the summer; things kind of slow down, especially in the uh, in the weeks and months after E three. It's not a lot of huge really. Uh, there's not a lot of huge new releases, except for of course next week when October things start getting interesting in August. But yeah, June yeah. and July are just. But but July has the most important release of the year, which is Octopath no. Traveler. And no. oh, Z- Zach, Octopath Traveler, my oh. man! Like oh, it's... John, you saw what the director declared. You mean Final mm. Fantasy six two? Oh, Final it's so six two. Oh, I saw it. I saw it. I saw that shit. I saw that. I saw the director was like, "This is a spiritual sequel to Final Fantasy six and immediately I exploded into a cloud of little laughing pixelated Kefkas. Like it was. <sighs> It was it let your mind grasp that 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 image if you know what I'm talking about for a minute. But it was, it was like I was sitting at work in my office, and there's like only a few people at work, right? Because it's the fourth, you know, it's day, it's the week of fourth July. Nobody wants to come to work. So I'm sitting in my office with the door closed, and I saw that quote, and I just went like a very audible. I was like, yes, like in my office, and somebody opened the door and said, hey man, are you okay? And I was like, and and I literally, so I looked up this person, and this person's like six years old, and I was like, you're not, I was like. I, I, I couldn't even help it. I was like, motherfucking Octopath Traveler is a spiritual successor to Final Fantasy VI. And the guy's, and the guy's like, I have no idea what any of that is. And I was like, don't worry about it, Jim. Just get out of my You're like, you office. don't know how to get Go-Go in the sandworm, <laughs> dude? Do, do, you not, do you not even know how to resurrect General Leo? Do you not know this? <laughs> Spoiler alert, you can't. Anyway. Um, Which is unfortunate because General Leo is the best character in the game. He's definitely the most overpowered character in the game. General Leo, I fucking fucking, love General, General Leo is fucking great. Poor Zach in the corner is like, oh my god, I have Final Fantasy VI. Like, I don't I, care. Yeah, Zach's like, yep. I don't give a fuck. No, I'm General, here. General Leo is one of the biggest badasses in all of Final Fantasy. He is. He is. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we're gonna get the show on the road. So I thought, since things are so slow, uh, a good topic for discussion is something that you know, I, I was, uh, I was, I was playing. Um, I was playing Super Metroid a few days ago. I was taking a break from... Uh, I'm doing another uh, playthrough of Bravely Second, and I was playing Super Metroid, and I thought to myself, you know what, as much as I love this game, there are things about it that I don't like. And then so that kind of got me... That kind of led me down the path of thinking about games that I love and then considering the the things that I don't love about those games, the things that mm-hmm. I wish were improved. And that took me further down the rabbit hole of, well, what about games that I hate? What about games... Well, hate is a strong word. But but what about games that I don't like, that I generally don't care for, but but do certain things very well? Things that I wish would be represented in games that I actually do like. And I, I so I thought that would be in, in kind of an interesting dissection of, of, of games that we both enjoy and, and abhor uh, at the same time. And I want to start... Do you guys want to start with games we love or games we don't like? I... I, I, I... Yeah, start start from a place of uh, start the negative, John. Start okay. Oh, okay. From a place of ugliness, you know. All right. Okay. So, okay. So, so here's my first one. I, I I really want to kick this off if you guys don't mind because I was teasing Anthony with this because this is a game that I think I think Anthony will know, but I almost promise you Zach will not know, and Brandon may or may not know it. But has anybody here ever played Never Dead? 
Oh. I know I know about it very well. It was I mean it was famously shown at the E3 Konami 2011 yes. press conference. The, the uh, 2010, right? 2010, yeah, 2010. The extreme. The extreme. So 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 for anybody who doesn't know what Never Dead is, like Zach, Zach it looks like Zach doesn't know what Never Dead is. Never Dead was nope. a was a third person shooter where the big gimmick was tearing off pieces of your body and throwing them at things you were immortal you were yeah you were immortal and so like, like twisting your head off and like throwing it and like and and there were so so right off the bat the game was awful like it was a terrible fucking game right it, like it, 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 it was one of the more poorly reviewed games of it, all of it last sounds generation. like the initial pitch is you know dead space but what if the opposite <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's not but only imagine like imagine all the characters are stale um there's a, 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 every shitty dude bro third person trope you could possibly think of exists in a singularity in, in never dead the character literally what he looked like Aaron, didn't he he sort of looks the, the way i've always described the existence of never dead was that when mad world came into the world like platinum made yes. mad world and it was such a beautiful shining object that reality had to balance it out with the exact opposite version of Mad World. Yes, that's the I, biggest piece of shit version of Mad World had to be born at the same time, and that's never done. <laughs> so I the mega the megaverse. I was yes, a, the megaverse. I was a yeah. dumbass, and I picked up Never Dead. Why? I don't know. Like for the, uh, why? Yes, for the why? same reason that the I was, you know, that like go look at the Metacritic score. It's pretty bad. The, the, the like pedigree. The pedigree was there. It was made by Rebellion. And the Aliens versus Predator games by Rebellion, yeah, were yeah, they're not they're, they're not okay. the best, but they you know they have their charm. Rebellion also made Rogue Warrior. Yeah, yeah. But you know the thing about Never <laughs> Dead is wrong. that like within 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 an hour, I was like, oh my god, this game is fucking garbage. But there was one, but but there was one mechanic. There was one mechanic in the game where I was like, this is, and this is I think what angered me about the game even more is that there were flashes, small tiny flashes, mind you, but flashes of brilliance. Like most rebellion games, in the in, yeah, in, in, in the in the core design for the game, game. and and a great example is there there is one boss, this huge boss you have to fight, Zach, and and you you know you know you got, you got your gun, you tear off your you have to kill this guy from the inside, so you tear off your arm, and you throw it inside his mouth, Hell and then yeah. you, you pull the trigger and you're shooting him from the inside with your severed arm, and I was and 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 when I did this, I was like, I was like, holy shit, that's fucking awesome i was it like it's a japanese game i was like why oh, wait, can't japanese, the rest of the game be like this like you can Rebellion is British. i i recommend everybody after this podcast go pull up a youtube video of, of never dead i'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's you know uh right to hell redemption bad because it's not but i i would say that it's 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 it's, it's in a, it's in the top 10 worst games of, of the seventh generation but there yeah. were but there were flashes of brilliance in this game. And, you know, like Brandon said, it's a rebellion game. So, you know, that's kind of how yeah. it goes. John, I wanted to mention, I made fun of you for buying Never Dead, right? After it being from the E3 uh, Konami press conference. I bought 99 Nights 2. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why. I knew it was going to be bad. And I, I, I bought it. And I bought it at a high price. We all, look, like, like we all had those, we all have those badges of shame, right? Like, you know, we go out, we buy the game where we're like, you know what? I don't care. It's good. You know, I don't, I'm, I'm I rebelling. I really the... shitty games on my show. I, I think the worst game I ever bought day one is uh, Bulletstorm. And I bought it for the Gears of War beta. 
Bulletstorm wasn't so bad. Bulletstorm is a is a two and a half out of five summer video game. Alright, alright, Zach. If you don't no, care Zach. about gameplay, like what? If you only care about the story, yes, it's two I, and a half. I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you that it is like a confection, Zach. It is, yeah, something you do in an afternoon. But bad is bad. Well, here's my thing. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. The gameplay is good. The game, the game. I've already derailed you, John. No, so no, 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 no. I, I want game, this to be. I want this to be a conversation. The gameplay is good. But yes, if and, you want to and, talk about the sense of humor and the character, the sense of humor is is so grating. It is it is so Cliffy B. It's one though. It's one though, and it goes on for like ten hours. Yeah, it it like usually I can put a, aside a bad story, but it's just it thinks it's it thinks it's telling something interesting, and it thinks it's funny, and it, it's neither. So like the most um, annoying thing. So like like the most annoying thing about Bulletstorm to me, Zach, and I, I this is I enjoyed Bulletstorm for what it was, but like there were two things. One, the main character was clearly trying to be Dom. From Gears yep. of War, like one hundred percent Dom. I was like, oh wow, like you can't go. The, holy shit! I mean, the is... game is a little bit of a parody, but that's the thing. Like, it, you can criticize it doesn't. But that sometimes fucking bad guy, the bad guy. Oh my god, what was mm -hmm. his name? It has a very unresolved ending. There's a lot of that it. Colonel, that Colonel who talks like, yeah, soldier, woo! Yeah, like, like, yeah. worst. Yeah, exactly. Worst I, I villain this... side of Tobias Bruckner. The only thing that I remember still being funny about that game, and I'm sure there's a million articles from from back then about this was that early in the game your ship is crashing and the emergency lights are the xbox 360 red ring of death lights uh, I never and like that was a pretty good joke um <laughs> but that was See, pretty I, much... I like bulletstorm for the gameplay and the art direction was very good for like the yeah. alien world that they were on mm. uh, that whole yeah that's what planet. i like it for the the when you go to the section of the world that is like a theme park and you have to take control mm -hmm. of what is essentially grimlock from transformers yes. that is that is a great sequence and yeah i but this game There's is also like, that, listen, yeah. it, if this is the worst game I've bought in, I'm, it, yeah. I must not have bought very many bad games. No, it's like a, it's like a good nine out of 10 game. But Zach, what's a game? Wow. So, 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 so is Bulletstorm your game where you want to talk about where you no, do like, no, no, no. Okay. All right. So, so let's okay, hear that. So, so we are doing, we are doing bad games that have elements of good, good yes, stuff. In. Is that what we're elements of goodness is, is the term I like to use. Elements, elements of goodness that are an otherwise not so good game uh, would be 2015 Mad Max um, is oh. not a very good video no, game. No, um, But yeah, that game has on. some shit that works. Um, particularly the driving is incredible. The art direction, Jesus the art, no, the art direction, the art direction is pretty, yeah. pretty good too. Um, like some of those horizons are incredible looking. No, it, it, it is a visually, it's a gorgeous game, and the driving is is so good. Um, and I've heard this comparison before, and I and I hate to ape it, but it was such a good comparison. Is like a lot of games, it feels like you are a set camera behind the car, but in this game, it always felt like you were in a chase car from a movie, following the yeah. following the main character, and so the camera always slogs behind. And there's yeah. this great sense of speed that come with it. Um, yeah, the obviously the drive. Yeah, it, it was great. Um, it it didn't come together. Avalanche didn't quite pull it off. Um, but there are some really really cool, interesting ideas in that game. Um, and the driving is is phenomenal. It it does seem like a game that I think if they had a second chance, they could do it. Um, Rage. That obviously the upcoming game from from Avalanche. Yeah, maybe it's I mean, I, so what I liked about it was like the ri so the good idea was like say the risk reward of going out in the storms to like loot. Yeah, like, those, yeah. Like, and the really, storms, you know, the storms were phenomenal. Oh, they were, oh, yeah. However, I, I, however the, yeah. The, the it's a good idea but poor execution because basically the only way to get powerful in the game is you just go out in the storm and then it's like an exponential growth because 
the more you go in the storm, the more you'll be able to upgrade, and then all you do is just go out in the storms. And it's then also right. overworld blow. Turn into like, a god. Like, oh yeah. Just get well, all, in it. Get ninety percent of the side missions yeah. out of Mad Max. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, I spent fifty just hours with that. And, and, and like a specific, a specific bad part of that game was the way they did the Ubisoft towers, where you had to really slowly blow up. Oh my god, <laughs> the worst. Up, which oh is yeah, very so bad. Awful. Which like, was... How do you make climbing up a building not fun? Yeah. Like, if it were really like, hot air balloon. And the thing is, it doesn't feel very Mad Maxy. Like in my mind, Mad Max is like you should pull it and it like slingshots. Yeah, it made no sense. It made um, no sense whatsoever. But, but there are some there are some good stuff in that. I think what kind of exacerbated it is it came out a three months after a very good Mad Max movie. Yes. Uh, and and two, it came out Prime Game season the same day as Metal Gear Solid Five. Yeah, it sure did. It sure. And so it makes it really easy. Uh, the thing is, is, Mad Max in a year like 2011 would have been a lot better received. I think. Um, but, but, 2006. Like, all right. All right. All right. We would be talking about it like it was a legend. Yeah. But that game came out like May, Witcher 3, June, yep. yeah. Batman Arkham Knight, September, Metal Gear Solid also, 5. Also, you had Dying yes. Light, which had more like. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Same year. You know yeah. What, it, yeah. I was just going to say, you know what bugged me about Mad Max? I, I played about 30 hours of the game before I decided I'd had enough, right? And, like, you know, like you said, like, there were flashes of. There were good things. Like, the combat sucked. Like, I hated the combat in the game. Like, I'm talking about like, the hand to hand combat. Tried so hard to do its it, Arkham Knight thing. The and presentation just, okay. was good. Like, the sound effects were good. <laughs> yeah, and it, it has some pretty good wrestling moves in that. The, in that yeah, yeah, yeah. the shotgun was awesome. Not, Blowing somebody away with the, with the, with the sawed-off shotgun was, was awesome. But but what, yeah. honestly, and this is going to sound petty as shit, but what killed that game for me was... I can't remember his fucking name, but that idiot in the back of the car the entire time... Constantly oh, screaming, Come on, yeah, Saint! Let's yeah. go, Saint! We gotta get the scrap! Like, oh, dude, he was chum bucket, whatever the fuck his name was. Oh, he was the worst. He is the good character in that game. No, he was terrible. He is the good character in that game. He's constantly, like, slamming on the hood of the car and saying, like, Saint! Come on, Saint! Let's go! Like, oh my god. John, that is called good character writing, my dude. It was like the meth guy... From okay. Okay. Only okay. Com compared for the rest of oh, it first of all, first of all, if no. you think about if you think about the movie, he is the closest character to, to Mad Max 2015 movie uh, in terms of writing. I think the character of Mad Max in the game is bad. Terms I think of all of the women. In, in, I think all of the women in the game are written terribly, which is uh, yeah, yeah, pretty yeah, I, I would say the villain is bad. I would say they really don't understand the world of Mad Max. But I would say this chum character, despite being annoying, is so a bad. pretty good Mad Max character. <laughs> he definitely feels like he's out of Thunderdome. Oh. I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you. Oh, wait, wait, wasn't the bad guy, wasn't the bad guy's name, like, Scabby Scrotum or something like that? Like, what the hell was his name? Yeah, something like, Scrotus. Yeah. Something Scrotus. It was, like, Scabby Scrotum or something. Yeah. It's, like, Lord yeah. Scrotus or Scrotus, something. Yeah. Scabberus Scrotus, Scrotumus Maximus, whatever his name was. Like, yeah. That's his Transformer name. Like I said, <laughs> it didn't seem like they, the Avalanche didn't really seem like they understood a lot of what Mad Max was good at. They seemed like they liked the bad stuff in Mad Max. Yeah. This podcast is so bad. I love it. <laughs> this is hey, this is a good answer to this topic. It actually Thank really you. is. It actually really that was a that was a good one. All right, all right. Some somebody else, please. All right, let's move on to uh, Anthony. Anthony, why don't you why don't you, you carry us? All right, so a game a game I hate, and we should talk about things that I love from a game that I hate. That's what you want. Jack. That, that's what I want. That's what I'm. That's what I'm asking for. 
Is that? Are, are we doing this? Are we gonna take this plunge oh, together? Jesus Please. Christ. Oh. So Please. I hate. I I think that no game has come out in the past three years that I hate more than The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. This hurts me. Now, physically. Hurts okay, me. now that's a little spicier than I was that's, ready. That's and, zestier. Okay. That's zestier than I was expecting, Anthony. That's I, okay. I, I I detest Zelda: Breath of the Wild, and the reason I detest it is that after seventy-seven hours of playing this game. I continue to want to play The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild because the art, the music, yeah. the layout of the world, the mm -hmm. animation of the characters, the way it just feels to be walking across the landscape is peerless. There's nothing else like it. Zach, remind me, when you're in like the, the tropical corner of the map yeah. and there's the island... What is the island called that you can finally get out to? And on the island, when you arrive, you know, you are stripped of all of your items. Yes, all of yes, your it's the Challenge Island. Yeah, yeah, yes, yep, it's, it's called. Challenge Island. Things like that are, there, there's nothing else like it. Those are amazing. And standing between me and all of these magical, whimsical, elegant things is a Bullshit, horrible litany of chores. <laughs> the game says, oh, wouldn't you love to go to this magical realm of freedom? Get a job, sir. But that's what Hyrule was. It was a magical realm of freedom. Of, yeah, a magical realm of freedom where it says, oh, would you like to get the Master Sword? Here, go and do these awful motion control puzzles. No, they were great. What is oh, One Anthony? after another, in shrine after shrine after shrine. Oh, do you want to be able to infill your stamina bar? Your needless stamina bar that adds nothing to the game or the experience of playing it? Here, beat all of these shrines. Oh, would you like to heal your character? Well, you better spend upwards of 15 minutes standing in front of a cook pot, going through a tedious menu, selecting each ingredient every single time. Do you know those cartoons where you've got like the thermostat and it slowly fills up with the red and it's shaking and, and then it's like at the top and it's shivering? That, that's like Zach down in the corner right now. No, Zach... I, honestly, I'm not, I'm not mad. Uh, I think it's, I think I'm not mad. I'm not mad. No, uh, no, there's a lot of tedious shit in that game. And I, and I think the dungeons are, are like, easily the easiest thing to, to bash because they're not dungeons yeah, um yeah. no I, I think a lot of what you're saying is right and i would say that that game is at its best when you're on things like that challenge island where it feels like a really really pure meditation of of what they wanted to build there's um, no and, there's no boundary between you and the game in that place yeah and, no, and i think nothing standing in your way which i and love I, I think what they maybe got wrong in that game or or i mean what, what i kind of bounced off of and i think it's what you're bouncing off of is is there's a lot of really cool systems work like physics and, and that sort of thing that let you kind of make a sandbox but then like the, there's the same systems that kind of bulk your character down or, or like the idea of like like you cannot play that game for 30 minutes and feel like you're making good progress like you, yeah, you just yeah. you just can't um and i would agree the menu system is is kind of fueled by nostalgia and not so much accessibility well, it's, um, fueled, it's fueled by the design around a touchscreen like sure. it's very clearly a game where everybody was saying you're going to be holding yeah. a one-touch tablet in front of you, and it's right. going to be very easy to flick these things around. 
and yep. they never did any it's, work. It's almost work. like it was in development for six years. Who <laughs> um, knew? Like, yeah. So, like, I, I love Breath of the Wild. Like, it's it, it's it's in one of my it's one of my favorite games of generation. There's I, there's a reason I've got like 180 fucking hours in this game. But at the same time, I recognize that just like just like any game, I think this is a good game to talk about. It doesn't do everything perfectly. Um, and if I could change one thing about Breath of the Wild, it would be well. You know what? Two things. If I could change two things about Breath of the Wild, one would be item I, durability. I wouldn't necessarily oh, get rid of it. Out. That's it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily get sword. I wouldn't necessarily get rid of it. I would. I would make weapons sturdier because every smith in Hyrule fucking sucks at his job. <laughs> um, so some of those bre- we- now I will now I, I I do understand that the game throws weapon after weapon after weapon after weapon at you, right? Um, so I never really ran out of weapons, but there were those moments where like you know like when you find something like you know the blade of you know, like the, the sword of the edge of duality, for example, right? Like a cool yeah. named sword or like a fiery broadsword. You can't get attached to this weapon because it's going to be gone, and it's going to, be, and there's no way to repair them. Or if there were a system to repair your weapons, I would have taken that as well. Or as Anthony said, it's a Zelda game. I want to use the Master Sword. Just, just, just let me use the, Master, the Master Sword. sword. If um, I think that if this were a, a Western game, uh, obviously if it were made by a Western studio, it would probably turn out differently. But I, I think if it were a Western game, they would end up doing what some of the the Deus Ex and and Dishonored games uh, did. Where they have various toggles of difficulty, or or, yeah, or different yeah, things. Yeah. Like if you could say, like, you know what, I want I want weapon durability, but rather than it just breaking, I want to become less powerful over time, and I have to yeah. repair it. I I think that there are a lot of really good ideas there that just uh are either too punishing or, or time consuming. It's a good fucking game, and I, I really like it, but it's it's far from the perfect game. I, uh, yeah. It, I always throw this out there when I talk about Breath of the Wild. I'm never going to say it's a bad game. Like, I would never, ever say it's bad. I'm just going to say that I hate it. Well, and... It's not for you. Like, 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 and I think that's, I think that's, in, it's, it's important to, it's important to recognize that. Like, and, and that's good. Like, not enough people say, I don't like this game, but that doesn't make it a bad game. It's just not for me. Right. Well, John, you're... John, when you presented this entire topic to me, of something you hate uh, about a game that you love and something you love about a game that you hate, I, I realized that, you know, in, in a lot of ways, for me, it's always balancing the exact same thing. There's one thing that defines whether I fall in love with a game or or don't, and it's how that game approaches grind. Yep. Like, I, I think almost every game, almost every game, every single video game that you ever play revol- revolves around repetitive activity. You're going to be doing something over and over and over again, whether it's Tetris or you know Breath of the Wild or Shadowgate or whatever. Good Shadowgate. Yeah, just just dropping Shadowgate in there. But any single time you approach any of these things, it's how does it approach that repetition? How does it approach that grind? And I can think of games that do have the exact same sort of repetition and you know ceaseless repetition of a challenge that you see in Breath of the Wild, uh, where you are, you know, not rewarded with something permanent in the same way that Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild says, go fight this giant flying ice dragon and fight them for a really long time. And at the end of it, you get a spear that you can, I don't know, you can, one goblin yeah, in the you, face you with. You can hit a goblin with it and it's gone. And it's gone. That You can do that right in another game. For me, Breath of the Wild doesn't do that. Uh, but yeah, yeah, man. That's 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 that was mine. Brandon, what you got, man? Yeah, what do you got, Brandon? 
Oh, so for me, I, I want to do kind of an entire series because I feel like there's Ooh, so much. Oh, let's do it. Do. Okay. I'm ready for this. It's, uh, I, I hate the Assassin's Creed series. From one to fucking whatever the hell came out last year. You're not alone. Hmm. Hmm. So well, why? But they certainly do so many, many great things. Are you gonna are you, unpack it, it, that? Or? Found on that, Brandon. <laughs> Brandon's just gonna leave it out. Maybe. there. Brandon's just gonna leave it out there and and tease us. Oh yeah. So if, I mean, the, my if the world design right is incredible, and the the way that they make each game a different time period is impressive. Like they, the the gameplay might be repetitive, like the same from year to year to year, but the way that the you know you go from fucking, you go from different time periods. Uh, it's a great tourism as a series. It's a great tourism simulator, even if it's not historically accurate. That doesn't matter. It's just giving you a sense of being in that time and place is strong enough that it like carries the entire series on its back. I think that's that's what people play it for. And so and so, what's bad about it in your opinion? Uh, it's I mean the the It's the same. It's Mad Max. Mad Max was Assassin's Creed in Mad Max. Like it's yeah. the repetitive copy paste quests and there's insane amounts of them. Oh god! I, I never found any of them engaging from the first game. The first game was basically just the site. It was flags, right? There, had, there was nothing but flags. I remember those flags, yeah. I remember those. And then, you know, the second game, they got a little more creative, but I didn't find any of that interesting, and I just felt it was... And the Assassin's Creed game just eventually started, like, a blueprint that moved on for the entire generation of how to do uh, open-world games. I don't want to yeah. say lazily, but other developers put more effort in well i always i brandon the the word i've always used for this and it came to me the first time i played assassin's creed black flag wait forgive me assassin's creed Four black flag because <laughs> thank, you. So thank you you know we're sticklers for accuracy on sdgc anthony <laughs> i want to make it. sure i get it right but like as soon as I turn on that game and you you have to sort of every Assassin's the Creed does the same thing with like yeah the, there's oh, yeah. you do the animus stuff and then you got to do the introductory mission and then it finally says like open your map and see all your missions I didn't get see... I didn't get past that I played about 2 hours of Black Flag and I just I wasn't I I wasn't far enough into the game I felt rewarded for my time like you know cuz it's it's not going to reward your time it's just it is the consumption. It the... is saying, here, do you want to supersize your meal? Why don't we just put a bunch of empty fucking game calories in front of it's, you in that's a exactly bottomless that. bucket of shit to do? You know, Content. I... Quote, unquote, content. I really... I, I... Go ahead, John. No, I was just going to say, I really loved Assassin's Creed 2, but, I... but when I look at it, and I think about why I loved it. I think it was more about the fact that up to that point, we hadn't really seen anything like that before. It's a product of its time. In 2018, you know, it'll feel dated. Yeah, you know, yeah. like like Renaissance Italy was not a time period that had been explored in in any game that I could remember. That's what I'm saying. Like that's it, Yeah, that's what's good about it is like it, it did a, an amazing job of re bringing you to unrepresented time periods yes video exactly games, and yeah. Ezio was a fucking great character the first, like, you know, the first was... game was biblical times I, mean, I, was, like... I was impressed with the first game being in fucking Damascus and Jerusalem yeah and like, no, yeah like 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 Sucre or, or it's not, it's not Sucre uh, I just uh, don't Opera, enjoy Opera. actually playing them well the gameplay's yeah. not good well and like for, for, a, well, for a series called the Assassin's Creed series like 
I never felt like a like like a stealthy master assassin. Like I, I really, I, I really dis strongly dislike the present day Abstergo assassin yeah. versus Templar storyline. I, I, I There's think, nothing for I me since it, the first game. Yeah, I I think that it would work if they were like if they were like no, our theme the entire time is modern. Um, yeah, I think it would work, but it just feels otherwise kind of snapshotty. And like in, in Origins, which I actually think is a better game than, than the last probably five years of Assassin's Creed, um, it, it's more RPG. Yeah, exactly. It's it, which is probably maybe not the same uh, line of criticism that you're following, but no, I understand. Yeah. Yeah, between that and like the 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 gods thing that they do with the futuristic, oh yeah, shit, like, like yeah, under like Jupiter... under under yeah, and like. I also like that you do we murder or just beat the shit out of the Pope in Assassin's Creed Two. You beat you the shit out of him. Him. <laughs> no, no, no. So you beat okay. the shit out of him, and then he pulls out his god weapons, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, hell is just a word." <laughs> yeah. yeah, I never really Wait, believed. So is this like the secret uh, sequel to Devil May Cry Four? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's they're definitely parts of their time. I think Assassin's Creed Two did a lot of shit right in its time. I don't know if I want to play it again in 2018. Um. Assassin's Creed yeah. 2 is very empty, right? Like, like the the in 2018, it just feels very thin compared to the open world games that have followed it. Yeah, but the, the stuff that is there in 2, like the thing that is always, I, and like this this isn't true for everybody. The, the most interesting thing in the, in the world to me in a video game is just inhabiting a space. And Assassin's Creed 2 lets you inhabit a space yeah. really, yeah. really well. There isn't a lot to do there. But it's it's really like seeking out. I mean, all except of, like, the like climb. If, I mean, the climbing, like the climbing. That's, the, that's the thing. Right? The, the all the the secrets that you need to do to unlock Ezio's familial black armor. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, that stuff is cool. But yeah. well, and, and yeah, we talk about world inhabitants. Right. I actually, I think, I, I I think Unity did a really good job. I mean, Unity is a broken fucking video game. Oh um, but Assassin's, but Assassin's Unity, Unity, is Unity is a crime against humanity. One day, Ubisoft Montreal will have to appear at The Hague and answer for the crime that is Assassin's Creed Unity. But they're, okay, but I would say that's probably their most convincing city in a long time. Like, even even compared to... Great. It, yeah, it's it's a great it's a great environment and like there's a lot of there's uh, e even for Assassin's Creed there's a lot of verticality and in, in hidden areas in that in that world. Um, I don't know. It, I I like I like parts of Unity. Um, but but so, I should move on before we talk about Assassin's Creed for now. Well, no, I just I I I want I I'd like to just kind of chime in real quick and, and say that my wife was a huge fan of Assassin's Creed too, right? She. She played. She loved Assassin's Creed too. She loved uh, Revelations, and she loved Brotherhood. Um, I've got them mixed up. Brotherhood and Revelations. Brotherhood's, Brotherhood's good. Um, and then Assassin's Creed Three came out, and I love those games too. But I, I wonder if, and you know, looking back on this, I wonder if Ezio as a character was simultaneously a good thing for the series and and a bad thing because hmm. he was such a he was such an entertaining, compelling, well well character like i was so invested in that character over the course of numerous games i wanted to see how Ezio's story would end i mean we we literally saw his entire life we you start assassin's creed 2 as a fucking baby do you remember that and the tutorial oh shit yeah his baby arms you know and um you literally i, I had, don't remember that it you no know, dude yeah th that's how they it's teach you to move the controls is like your father's like Ezio, and he's holding you up as an infant and it's like moving wow out. no i i don't have any memory of that and, and it's like it's move, awesome. and, but then it's like move the l stick and you're like 
what the fuck? I'm controlling the baby. Um, and you, so you literally, and in Brotherhood, or I'm sorry, Revelations, he's an old man. He's in his 50s at this point. So you literally have seen 50 years of this character's life, over 50 years of his life. You're invested in him. He's, 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 a, he's a good man. He's a compelling character. And then Assassin's Creed 3 drops, and you get five hours with Haytham, another incredibly compelling character. And then the game pulls the rug up from under you and gives you Connor, who the entire game just goes, where is Charles Lee? And it, he is one of the most boring wooden protagonists in any game. And I don't feel like... I, I don't... I, and so I feel like everybody has measured an Assassin's Creed protagonists to Ezio ever since that trilogy of games, and it just hasn't held up. And I think that's one... It may be petty, but that's one reason that the series just has not resonated with me okay. since those games. So, yeah. so very quickly, the Assassin's Creed Defender needs to log on, and I will tell you... I would say Ezio. I would say Ezio is the embodiment of of AAA game development in its worst ways. In that they find something that's very effective, very compelling, and they realize it's very compelling, and they say, "Okay, how can we keep this train going?" Rather than letting something stand on the shelf and be its own thing. And then you end up having these these uh, iterations on on the same formula. They're all okay, but they're all a little bit weaker than last uh, entry, which is the truth with um, the Ezio storylines. Also, Connor, you're right, less compelling. Um, but they tried some interesting things in that uh, he was a minority character when that was, he was even less frequent than it is now. Uh, and they did a ton of very, very good research on using the right kind of language. I was um, impressed with that, yeah. Yeah, like, they did some good shit. But I would say that you're right. Like, the overall thematic thing is always looking for your daddy. And I and daddy issues in video games are nothing new. Um, Tomb Raider still talking about it. Um can't wait but, to yeah. i can't wait to see laura finally become the tomb raider she was yeah when is she gonna become the tomb raider John? <laughs> she's going to become the tomb raider basically until they realize that the brand is dead again when she gets two pistols again yeah. when she gets two pistols <laughs> there's gonna be that moment but hold it she already got the two pistols in uh the yeah. in, in the in the original reboot in the third, in and, the then, and then they weren't in rise of the tomb that raider. yeah that's what got me i was like you know what until she shoots a t-rex then she's never going to be the Tomb Raider that she was meant to be. Only, <laughs> only when she kills a Tyrannosaurus Rex will she ascend to the title of Tomb Raider. I want to go ahead and uh, we'll go ahead and move on to games that we love. Let's talk about mm -hmm. games that we love that have things that we just don't like and wish could be better. And this is this is really this is really what I wanted to talk about tonight. And I thought long and hard uh, about what game I wanted to talk about. I, I was like, okay, well maybe I'll talk about Breath of the Wild. No. Maybe I'll talk about Final Fantasy VI, but that game is flawless, so I can't really talk about that. Same with Chrono Trigger, flawless game. Can't really talk about that. Um, what's a game that I love that has flaws and flaws, flaw, glaring flaws that, that 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 you can't overlook every time you play it? And I think the best example for me is PlayStation Two, the very first Prince of Persia. Hmm. Sands of, time. Um, Sands of Time. Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, to me, is one of the top ten games of all time. Sure. Um, it, it, a phenomenal game. Yuri Lowenthal was such a, he voiced such an amazing character uh, in The Prince. And I really, and, and uh, Pharaoh was written as a very strong female character. Um, I'm, I'm a North Prince kind of guy, the, sorry. Oh, that's fine, that's fine. <laughs> um, the... Uh, the traversal in that game, the uh, you know the parkour, the wall jumping, I mean, was so satisfying and so well done. And the time mechanic, Anthony, was so good. And and as oh, and everything came together. I'd never seen anything like that. If I could change one thing about Prince of Persia, 
it would be the combat. Um, I would just take it out entirely. I, I, take all the combat I out. I agree with you. I don't think the game needed it. I think that, I you know, there's this misconception, and I think we're starting to move past that, but there, there was this misconception, especially back then, that if it didn't have combat, people weren't going to buy it. Or people weren't yeah. gonna like it. There needed to be some form of for a game of that, that budget. I, th I think that misconception holds today, John. It does. I, I was gonna mention played, the same thing. Like that, that hasn't gone away. We've played Vampire. Oh god, vampire yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, that's a, that is some shit combat. But you know, like yeah, you know, like you know, like I could I could rag on The Witcher Three for having bad combat, but everybody expects that from, you know from me anyway. Um, and you should expect it from The Witcher Three because it does in fact have bad combat. Um, but. I, I agree with Anthony. I, I would uh, Zach. Did you ever play Prince of Persia: The Sands of Time? I don't think so. John. Oh, you, so so you owe it, really, really you owe it to yourself to go play this game. It is an incredible it holds story. Up. It really did you say? Does. It holds did you, up did you say nothing else really does what it is. Does. This Nintendo sixty four? No, it's no, PlayStation no, two. PS two. Oh. PlayStation two. There was okay. a Prince of Persia sixty four. Okay. Yeah, there was. Yeah, exactly. um, it's uh, shit, absolutely. Okay. Shit. And look, like absolutely I don't, I'm not gonna say, I, I'm not gonna say the combat is terrible. Like it's not bad. It's just completely unnecessary. It's, uh, it's, it's functional. It felt floaty. It, 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 like hit detection was off. It, it, it didn't feel like it had any place, and it broke up the pacing of the game. Like, like, like aside from the combat, Prince of Persia was an excellently paced game. It took. I, you... I mean, so here's, so wait, here's no, no, the no, thing no, about uh, Prince of Persia: The Warrior Thane. They're like. Obviously, everyone hates it as a sequel, right? Because they yeah. went all like God smack. Yeah, you know, da -da, da -da, da -da, yeah, yeah. It, it definitely right? so became it, a stained video. Yeah. <laughs> stained but video. as at, like for the gameplay, it was actually a pretty big improvement over Sands of Time because the combat was upgraded so much. Now I've just got this image of the prince bouncing along pillars, and he's like, "I'm on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking." <laughs> The prince is like climbing up a pillar, and all of a sudden you hear she fucking hates me. Yeah, na na na. Prince of Persia four for Nintendo Switch featuring puddle of mud. Oh, <laughs> what if the prince was just like swinging from chandeliers, and it's like, can you take it all the way? <laughs> <laughs> now I actually want that game. Oh my I god! <laughs> I'm sure it's very easily made. When you shoved it in my face. This is good content. This is good. This mm -hmm. this is good video game content. But no, that, that that's what I would change about a game I love. Prince of Persia. Just take the combat out because. It wasn't great, and it broke up. I still got that mental picture in my fucking head. It it, it broke up. It, it broke up the pacing. Like it was, you had these huge giant puzzle rooms, and and you know you had to come up with innovative ways to get through them. And then all of a sudden, in the middle, you've got sand zombies pop up because sand zombies. You know, it, you gotta have sand zombies. I don't know. It was just incredibly. Gotta have the sand zombies. It, it, it was incredibly unsatisfactory to me. Let's let's uh, let's move on to uh, Zach. What about you, man? Uh, give us an example of a game that you love, but talk about something sure. that you want to improve. Sure. Um, so this one probably is not uh, all that uncommon. Is uh, Wolfenstein Two is a fucking great video game, mm -hmm. um, and somehow they made it have mediocre combat. Ooh, that's a shame, um, man. Good call. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. People aren't gonna agree um, with that, but I will. Yeah. No, that's a 
that's a good video game. Uh, and I, and it's, it's something they never fixed, which is weird. I, I've heard the same thing about the Switch version, so they definitely didn't address it. Um, but the game had really strange hit feedback, uh, both when you're doing damage and taking damage. Especially when you're taking damage, uh, which really made the game a frustrating thing to get through. Um, I remember the first night it came out, I was extremely excited to, to play it. Uh, I waited for my significant other to get home because she wanted to see how the game is because she knew I was looking forward to it. And I remember being like on the second or third level when you're in Manhattan and being like, I don't know if I like this game. Brutal. That, that, um, when you get into Manhattan and you have to go out of the tunnels and there's that like bombed out side of a, a yeah. apartment building. And you, you, there's like the path that's uh, above, they, the path below, and and they suggest it. it, and they suggest it can be a stealth thing, and like you just can't stealth it. No. Um, yeah, in in every single way, the combat is better in in the first. It um, is Zach. I was going to say it, that the, the combat yeah, feels the, the combat better is better, the but the story one. the story is so strong. And I think the story hit hard because of the last two years that we've had. Um, Wolfenstein yeah. Two is is still one of my favorite games this generation, but. Um, that combat is irredeemable, and if I ever come back to it, I refuse to play anything other than the easiest mode. So, 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 Zach, let me ask you this: Would you still be saying? And I agree with you. The, the, you know, it just it, it's especially you know, like considering the pedigree of the develop of, of the the public, like you know, like Doom. After playing Doom, you're like, oh man, like like what, what's going on here? Or even the first Wolfenstein. But had you not played the first Wolfenstein, which I think had markedly better combat. Would we still be saying this is bad combat, or are we just measuring it yeah. standards? No, it's it, it, it's still bad combat. Um, any first-person shooter where you can't tell if you're if you're wounding someone or killing someone, or like I always felt like I I always felt like I had over a hundred health. Uh, so this game, for people who don't know, you you have a metric that says hundred health, and sometimes you can go over it by overcharging your character. Yeah. I always felt like I was above a hundred, and then suddenly it was like fifteen, and my character was like one shot, and it always just felt like. The distance to get there was was two bullets, um, no matter the, the difficulty. Um, any first-person shooter, regardless of the story, if the hit feedback isn't there, it, it feels weak. Um, and, and Wolfenstein was just that. It, it was a weak shooter, well, which and, is weird. Um, well, but... and, 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 you know, Zach, and, and you guys tell me if you agree, but I feel like there was one particular level where the that problem is compounded by 100, and that's the courtroom level. Yeah, yeah, the courtroom level was hard. Yep, yep, yep. Which, which was, it, I, I almost, I'm not going to lie to you, I'm not, that... I was in there, and I was playing on normal. And I, that, I wish I count. I played it on a, di a higher difficulty. Oh, I Jesus. wish I counted how many times. Yeah. Two hours. Yeah. It took me two hours to get through that one. I, I want to say it took me about two hours on the. Difficulty. It, I'm not gonna lie. Well, to you. Was, I, I almost deleted it. Maybe an hour. I almost hour that that almost took me off the game completely. Like it was unbelievable. Yeah, and I well, I, I felt like dropping the difficulty. Yeah, and it and it was. I think that was one of the sections where I felt like. It, and I hate when I do this in a game where you feel like you have to. I have to do it in the FromSoft games too, where you have to use the mechanics to cheese to win, right? So you yeah. find a corner where you can yeah. kind of glitch the AI. Yeah, I do it all the time in FromSoft games, and I feel terrible about it, yeah. but like you got to do it sometimes. The, the AI is idiotic in Wolfenstein it's yeah. as well. It's really like, bad. it's 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 never dynamic enough for you to sit there and say like, oh, well, this is a stand-up fight. Yeah. You always have to cheese it. You always have to find that one corner that you can hide in. Right. And say, oh well, they're not going to be able to hit me here for long. And enough. you couldn't do that in the courtroom level. Like I looked for any way to yeah, cheese there's that. There's nowhere to hide, honestly. Yeah. And... <laughs> well, and, and it's all frustrating because there are a few. Like I remember the Venus levels had particularly compelling stealth combat sections. Like there are parts of that game that were, and it's when surprisingly a game that's built on being big, loud, and violent is best when it's quiet. 
Yeah. Um, well, and, it, the first wolf, like, and like Zach, I feel like stealth in the first Wolfenstein was completely viable and done so much better. Like, yeah, you can throw knives yeah. and almost do yeah. nothing else in the first yeah. Wolfenstein. There, there, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's one level. There's one level. It's, it's in the first Wolfenstein where uh, you know Anya's grand Anya's father is. You know, he's driving you, and you're going through that base in the rain, and I you can stealth through it through that whole thing, and I have a single yeah. engagement with an enemy. Um, yeah. And you can't do and that. I, the leveling, too. the leveling mechanics in the first Wolfenstein too are so much more interesting. They are, yeah. Like it's yeah. like, oh, you've been throwing a lot of knives in stealth mode. You've done it enough times. Now you can throw. Right, more. and and it felt like yeah, it, it's like it's like one of those things. And um, I think the Assassin's Creed games are always really guilty of this too. Is like I don't like a skill tree game where it's like you've been doing a lot of of a single thing. Spend it however you want. Like I I like the idea of um. You know, you've been like, focusing on this one thing. You're better at it now, which is like real life, right? Um, it, and that works in a single player game. Yeah, no, Wolfenstein Two. It, it a... works in everything except Final Fantasy Two. I was because so okay. Let me explain yeah, real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, please do. In Brandon. Final Fantasy Two, you would level up your stats by you know you would level up magic by using spells and you level up HP by taking damage. Uh, so the best way to cheese this is to have your party members attack each other until they're. HP stat goes up to the highest. And you can totally break the game doing basically that. Basically, you start the game and you just tell your teammate, your party members to attack each other and then you... Mm. And you, get... you know, Wolfenstein 2 is a great fucking video game with terrible combat. Yeah. Alright, all right. Uh, Anthony or Brandon, what you got? Let's roll, Anthony. Let's do all this. Alright, alright. So, the fact that we brought up Final Fantasy 2... The second weirdest Final Fantasy. Oh, you, you're gonna do? Are you gonna do what I think you're doing? I'm, yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it in honor of bring up your favorite game of all time. I'm gonna talk about Final Fantasy VIII. Oh, fuck I'm gonna this talk game. about Final Fantasy VIII, a game. I said talk about a good game. I said talk about a good game, Anthony. I talk. I'm talking about a game that is amazing, amazing art direction, amazing story, amazing world, amazing soundtrack, and actually really interesting combat. But this goes back to what I was talking about with grinding. And the only grind that exists in Final Fantasy VIII is... And, and like, I to, I chose Final Fantasy VIII just to annoy you, John. I know That's you did. I know you reason. did. It's the only reason I chose Final Fantasy VIII. I know Fantasy you did. VIII. I know. But the, the problem in Final Fantasy VIII exists in lots and lots and lots of great games. It exists in the Souls games. It exists in the uh, the exploratory Castlevania games. It exists in... Hell, it, it exists in most of the 3D Zeldas, not just Breath of the Wild, but in Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword. Skyward Sword was almost my pick for this. I love Skyward Sword, and I know people hate it. But it's the draw system in yes. Final Fantasy VIII, yep. and the draw system is a flagrant disregard for the player's time, That's where it so says, bad. we're going we're gonna to draw this mechanic out. We're going to make you grind do something that isn't interesting. Basic ability, magic, custom magic spells. Yep, Dude, it basic. Made, it, it made every battle so much longer than it needed to be. Oh my needlessly god. Long. Just needlessly long. And it goes on and on and on. And Plus, I, it, like, that, yeah. Plus, I can't yeah. believe I'm about, hold on, I can't believe I'm about to defend a game I don't like, which is Final Fantasy VIII. <laughs> One of my least favorite Final Fantasies. However, I, I can defend the draw mechanic by saying that you never need as much as you think you do when you're actually drawing. Like, that you, yeah. you don't need, you can get through the game by drawing a reasonable amount of magic. But I think the you issue, don't need Brandon. You have 99 of every spell. Brandon, I think the issue, and, and I, I think Anthony will agree with me, is that 
it's just too it's too it's too time consuming. It's it yeah. it takes too long. Um, because you have to you have to draw spells with every single character. You want that character to receive the spell, right? And the draw system is in my I mean, it well, it's not even my opinion, it's just it's it's inherent in the in, in the core gameplay. It's more important to how powerful your characters are are, are than the leveling system itself. Yep. Um so and, Which and, is the only Final Fantasy game that has enemies that scale to squalls level. It does. And and, Which and, and, sucks. and well and I tell you what though, you can absolutely you can you can turn every character in that game into a fucking super powered powerhouse with the draw system. The easiest and, way yeah. to beat the game is to not level up. Yeah. Don't fight. Just, Don't fight. Draw a million spells and then just never get in a just fight. Just junction yeah, a shitload of ultimate spells. You can and you're junction good. more powerful magic as you go through the game, but the enemies are still as as weak as they were at the beginning. And it's like I'm glad that we're, we're sort of going into this direction and talking about the way combat works in Final Fantasy VIII because it kind of goes to what you're talking about with Wolfenstein, Zach, where the things that are pleasurable and good and noble about the game are were like ruined by forcing you to cheese it because the game is saying like, we're not going to respect your time. We're not going to reconsider this, uh, this, the way this mechanic functions and we're going to force you to do something that's bullshit. And you know, in final fantasy eight, it's drawing a million spells and never engaging in a proper fight, just running away every single. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's, you know what, like it's, I, I could sit here and talk to you for today for days about things I didn't like about Final Fantasy VIII. Like it's one of my least favorite Final Fantasy games, and I don't think that's a secret. For anything. The orphanage. But the, the orphanage. Like, hey, we were all. What's that? We were all. We were all in the same orphanage, and Needless we don't remember it. And like, they forgot because they needed to make ro- oh monsters my, to live in their so brains. John, stupid. Like, <laughs> oh my, it was so bad. And like, and like it's just, there was there was, there was a, a lot, lot of good things about Final Fantasy VIII. But there are good. There are good. There were good things about Final Fantasy. I mean, it was the first. It was the first game in the series to use realistically proportioned characters. So I guess yep. that's a plus. Um, I it, like. Um, I like how aggressively <laughs> weak that game is. I love. I love that world. I love the idea that Final Fantasy VIII's plays where the apocalypse has already happened. Yeah. Like well, you know, the bad guys have already won. This place. I really liked the idea of gaining money through your seed, your like job. Your seed yeah. ranking. That was yeah, cool. Like having to take the test to that rank was up cool. your seed ranking. Um, and I it, thought that was cool. Yeah. You, I, well, and you know, like Cipher was a great character. You know, like I thought Cipher was one of the better Final Fantasy villains. You know, like he was he was great. The other villain, Ultimisha, was fucking terrible. But How, however, Game Facts completely ruins the seed tests. It, it does, <laughs> yeah, it does. Unfortunately. It's also the last time that Tetsuya Nomura ever designed a character that looked like a human being in any sh- way, shape, or form. <laughs> you were, like, at least Squall it, it, only has a belt. On. A belt. So He's one got one belt. belt. And then, and then, it, it. It, and then, and then, of course, you have Lulu in Final Fantasy X, which is Pink Nomura, as I like to call it. That was like dress. Lulu's. Lulu's design was basically somebody saying, "All right, Nomura, listen, fucking get out out of your system now, because you after this, you, the man. belts are done." Like get out of you, get it out of you. I, make a character that's nothing but belts, and 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 this is it. This is your shot, and he fucking did it. He fucking did it. And he 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 created a character made out of nothing but belts, and it was. But then he made Kingdom Hearts, which is a series made out of nothing but belts. <laughs> nothing but it's belts. an entire game world that's just belts forever. You know what's funny, Anthony? I, I'm surprised that we have not gotten a Final Fantasy VIII HD. I'm legitimately you know, surprised. I, that that one is I they would have to remake it 
because the character models themselves for all of you know like any 3d object that isn't pre-rendered in that mm. game is so rough and jagged that you'd have to remake it see like final fantasy 9 doesn't have the realistic like zidane yeah, is exactly, like, like, they, exactly. Like, they're and all so they're all you, still like chibi when you upscale 9 on steam it looks real nice whereas if you like if you see anybody who runs final fantasy 8 through a ps1 it's like that, emulator it, it just looks rough. it's like that meme yeah. of the you're the best looking guy at the party and it's just like a picture of like, right, small, like pixelated <laughs> face yeah. Brandon, Brandon, what about you, man? What's a game that you love but you recognize has flaws? Well, let's talk about Final Fantasy VII. Oh, yeah. sh- oh yeah. shit, you're going here, man. Final Damn. Fantasy VII's got some flaws. Dude, this it's is like, I don't, I don't know, time, hold on, hold on. Just, just for anybody listening, this is spicy because Final Fantasy VII, like, Brandon literally cried when they announced Jeff the remake. And I, oh, I, yeah, actual tears. In fact, I still get, emo- like, I, I will get emotional going back and watching the remake reaction, you I, know, I, announcement I will reaction too. videos I will on too. YouTube. Yeah. Like, because like i relate like i am that person like i i have a, a strong you know childhood emotional connection to that game brandon look above my desk look above my desk yeah oh <laughs> shit that's what i'm talking oh, no, about I, oh that um, oh that cloud amano art yeah. right that I'm is with dope you, he did and he amano did not do much art for final fantasy 7 i've got not final fantasy 7 shit all over my room so yeah uh, let's uh let's let's discuss final fantasy 7's problems we discussed eights let's discuss sevens um the uh, let's let's the uh, so the, what are the obvious ones everyone always talks about right the translation the localization was awful oh yeah uh, zenobius zenobius bad and everyone literally nobody disagrees with that not even the people who like it who here remember like, okay. I, I hey what was it uh, uh this guy are sick yeah this guy are sick, this, Which guy are sick. this guy are sick has been fixed in every version since the pc it one sucks too i wish they i wish they'd kept it for yeah yeah but uh my my biggest problem my biggest critique of final fantasy 7 is that for as much variety as they tried to add to the game with the mini games they fucking suck yes and they are not any fun to play even a little bit including pretty much everything in the gold saucer i'm trying to think if there's a single one that's any good the fight and i was one. about to be like the phoenix mountain the fighting you know who remembers the, god it's terrible it's like it's like a really one. bad tactics ogre or something brandon like that, like. brandon the yeah. boxing mini game in gold saucer was one of it's the worst awful. things i it was awful. bafflingly pure terrible pure luck you just Wait. press a button it's rock paper scissors what about the slap fight does oh, with Scarlet and Tifa? I don't think that really technically that counts count? as a minigame. We're it's not counting like a, the slap fight? It's like a QTE sequence before they were called QTE sequences. But... Oh my god, oh, the, the fucking, um, the resuscitation. When you're, when you're, yeah, when you're, when you're, when you're, when you're, when you was so bad. This the snowboarding minigame is absolutely nothing but crashing into trees it's for so like five best. minutes straight. <laughs> All you Zach, do is are so bad. At this point. Are we in full old man territory? I mean, I haven't played any of these, so I'm just I'm just along <laughs> for the ride. Zach, I mean, Zach, Zach get yourself in the wild. Zach, I've got an original right copy. Right, look at that. Look at that. Anthony, are you gonna mail that to me? Book. I'm gonna mail it to you as long as you don't don't scratch my baby. Don't I'll, scratch it. Don't scratch it, and, so, and you can experience. I'll just send you back a CDRW. Crudely <laughs> <laughs> write Final Fantasy on it. Yeah. No, I mean, I, listen, I like all the enthusiasm, guys. 
No, Anthony, do you re- I, do you remember? I, I had to part- bring him down off the shelf. Oh no! What is this? Chillin. Oh shit, oh, son! That is, that's that a badass figure. Holy shit! That's Chillin from 1998. Nice. Okay. To that, this day, Anthony, do you like remember that. the part? Where the submarine game is in the like the main story. Oh my god, game. I remember. You that. have to go find the materia. You have to find the huge yeah, yeah, material. Well, I mean, like the actual submarine where you're like, uh, you have to you know lock on to the other subs and shoot the missiles at them. Oh yeah. So that, that part when they force you because you, you can go back to the gold saucer and replay it. Uh, but the part where they force you to play it in the story, you can finish it in five seconds. As <laughs> wow. soon as as soon as yeah. it says start. You lock on the missiles, and you can lock on. And in the first five seconds of the game, you have at, you have view of every other enemy sub, and you can lock on to them all at the same time and fire every missile and beat that mini game in five seconds. Like, well, I mean, everybody forgets that this game was made in eighteen months. And also, yeah, the mini games were the mini games were that. outsourced as well. Like that's a very important fact. Oh. Yeah, I... like Square Square SquareSoft did not. The number of flaws in Final Fantasy VII, it's almost like they, the flaws are equal to the merits. And, like, and, and yet at the same time, Anthony, like I'm one of those guys, Final Fantasy VII is squarely in the top three of the series for me. Like, yeah. like it's, it's there, like, for all its warts and wrinkles, like, it's... Then again, I'm also the guy who says 15 is the second best in the entire series. Six, so. seven, and Lightning Returns, man. Oh, Anthony. The three no. best in the whole <laughs> the series. Trifecta. The lightning returns to the trifecta. Seven. Okay. I have lightning never returns. played it, so I can't, Anthony, can't no, criticize Anthony, don't do this, Anthony. All right, so, so I thought we would close with a, a, a quick – because we've got another – got another 25, 20 minutes. we got another 20 minutes here. I thought we would close with something fun. Um, an example of what each of us – considered to be a flawless game perfect with no nothing literally nothing you would change at Chrono all trigger. at all and that's the answer and and so i would i so i will take a page out of brandon's book and i'm gonna cheat a little bit i've got two and you guys probably know what they are final fantasy 6 and chrono trigger are perfect games that i literally i have thought and i i I'm not, I'm not this isn't just lip service i'm not just saying this I have thought, when I knew that we were going to do this topic, I sat down and I thought about flaws. I tried to pick apart Chrono Trigger or Final Fantasy VI for flaws. And and, and when I say flaws, I, I, I mean things that I would change. Right? Things that I'd say, okay, you know what? I'm going to change that. There are, these are the, the only two games in existence where I have never been able to pinpoint something I would change about them. To, in my mind, they are perfect experiences from start to finish and they are the only two games in existence that do that to me there is no matter how much i love i love final fantasy 15 there are things i change about it i love breath of the wild that i i love a link to the past there are things i would change about it i cannot find a single thing i would change in final fantasy 6 or chrono trigger um mm. so that's what i so so that's what i mean when i say a perfect game not perfect by like a review standard like you know everybody give this tens what give me an example of a game where you literally cannot think of something that you would change, and it's harder—it's harder than you think it is. Um, Zach, I think I've got three. Okay. Um, Name them. Okay. Okay. It's harder uh, okay. than you think it is. I've got three. <laughs> okay. Um, Max Payne Three, I think, is really good. It knows exactly what it is. It's got a 
the soundtrack is full of fucking bangers. Um, Interesting. Uh, the story is is okay. It knows it's campy. It knows it's charming. Uh, I like Max Payne. I like the character arc as as cliche as it might be. I think it's fun. Um, I think or the blind ability to skip cutscenes. That's not a flaw to me. Uh, I like cutscenes. I'm here for the cutscenes. It kills the pacing uh, so hard. Um, or in the Blind Forest. Wouldn't change anything. It's a hard game. I don't care. It's a good game. Uh, I like that one a lot. Um, and my third one, uh, I'm apparently blanking on, so come back to me. I had it. I was we like, this is number we're three. Gonna come back to you. Move we're on. Come back Move to you. on. Anthony. All right. I'm going to lay it on you. Oh, you're gonna, I've got three as well. You're going to give me something controversial. I know it. Uh, I'm not. No, oh, none okay. of these are controversial right, picks. Choices. One of them is a weird pick that I don't think everybody will be uh, totally familiar with. But think about what I want to pro- on. There's the weird. Weird is what we do. So please, I'm, I, I always bring you the deep cuts. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I do. Uh, no, I mean, we're we're gonna go ten years, ten years, ten years. Okay, we're gonna go, like this. We're gonna go 1998. We're gonna go 2008. We're gonna go 20. We're gonna years. go through gaming history with Anthony here. Klonoa, <laughs> Door to Phantom Island. Oh, Klonoa. PlayStation 1. Now that is a title I have not heard of. Sounds like a venereal disease. Uh, no. I think it's pronounced quinoa. Quinoa. <laughs> quinoa. Excuse me, it's an ancient grain. <laughs> uh, any, anybody, anybody listening, anybody watching that has never heard of Klonoa, it is a platformer for the PS1. Uh, by Namco, directed by Hideo Yoshizawa, the guy that created Ninja Gaiden NES. It is a perfect platformer. It's the perfect conception of a weird alien fantasy world. Perfect soundtrack. There is nothing to change about this game. And when I tell you that you look at it, you're like, oh, it's a cutesy mascot platformer. I am talking about this game 20 years after it came out because it's fucked up. Dude, that I have, not, I have not heard the name Klonoa in literally decades. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's a perfect game. Uh, my 2008 one, it's a little bit of a fudge because it was originally released in 2007, but it hit other things in 2008, is Pac-Man Championship Edition. Oh, shit. Good choice. Yes. An Xbox right Live there. Arcade I'm... original. And don't come at me with, like, DX or DX2 no, yeah. or any of the subsequent ones. Pac-Man Championship Edition. It's a game that takes five minutes to play. It's perfect. It's per- there's nothing. There's, and the sequel is so disappointing. Compared, like compared to the first one, dude, the sequel is so disappointing. It's so disappointing. Oh my it's, god. They, they don't. They don't even come close to like Damn. the perfect clarity. Of, Damn, that's a good choice, man. Shit, uh, that's uh, a good choice. Uh, and uh, the the last one is Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight. Uh, Hollow Knight. I've been going through a thing with Hollow Knight, John. I've been going on a journey I've with been, Hollow Knight. I, so Kirk Hamilton fucking fell in love with this game. Did you see? Have you seen his tweets about it? I've not. I've not. I I, I downloaded it the day of nin, the you know Nintendo's E3 Direct. I did it. I went down that rabbit hole. Uh, it took me 28 hours to finish. It is in my top 10 games of all time. It is. Took you how long? It took me 28 hours. Okay. And it's a, game is, dude, it's a meaty game. It's a meaty it's, fucking game. I saw somebody on Resetera said that it's three Super Metroids stitched together. And yeah, yeah. like it's it's three Super Metroids. There's 110 different enemies in that fucking game. Uh, it's so good. And, and just I, like you said, like a game that you wouldn't change anything about. There's nothing to change about Hollow Knight. I would, change one, the, I would change one thing about Hollow Knight, Anthony. 
Oh, the, I on. would change one thing. The Watcher Knights boss. I fucking hated the Watcher. Those four armored... You have to fight two at a time. They're rolling all over the place. Oh, and yeah, bouncing. those are tough bastards. Oh, my See, God. I, 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 I didn't polish them off until... They were the last thing I did before the final ball. Oh, my God. Those fucking Watcher Knights, dude. Jesus They're Christ. They're bastards. But, but everything in that game is a bastard until you get it. I, and then it just clicks. I loved Hollow Knight. I, I played it on my Switch, which is, like, the only platform to play that game on, in my yes, opinion. Yes, absolutely. And, and the... Um, I, I, it, man... It gave me the Souls vibes, that that melancholy atmosphere and the, the sense of solitude and loneliness that I love. Um, oh, yeah, dude, Hollow Knight's a good choice, man. That's a good and like, fucking pick. The reason Hollow Knight connects with me in a way that none of the Souls games ever had, Demons all the way to Bloodborne and beyond, is that there's none of that RPG mechanic. There's no yeah. character customization. There's no doubt about your character. Like, you're set. When you need to do something, you find an item. If you don't, if you're not able to do something, you need to reconsider how the, you're using the items that you have. That game fucking wrecks me. That's it's awesome. amazing. That's awesome. Great, 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 great fucking description of Hollow Knight, man. Um, Brandon, what about you, man? Uh, Chrono Trigger. There you go. Easy choice. <clears throat> also, you uh, mean the Steam release, right? That came out a couple months ago. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> the uh, 100%. Yeah, the, the true release. definitive Chrono Trigger experience that I've been waiting for. You got to play yeah. it on an iPad 2 only. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I, I, so I, have a, I, I have a question for you yeah. and John. Original Chrono Trigger or DS? DS. SNES. All I'm right. gonna go with the DS version. I'm gonna You're go gonna with go the with DS the DS version. one? Yeah, yeah. Cutscenes. Those cutscenes are blasphemy. I'm Cardo gonna, and I'm Marley gonna... getting married, blasphemy. I'm going to go with the DS version simply for the 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 ease of play. I, I find that the, the, the two screens works extremely well for that game on the it 3DS. Does. It does. Yeah, I <laughs> and, it. and the um the, the tie in to Chrono Cross with the Dream Devourer. Yep. Um, and the explanation, the Shala ending, the explanation the Shala of Shala, I, I that that I was like, okay, things. I, granted, things I think should have been in the original release, but I feel like the DS version brought it into the realm of perfection. Um, sure. Uh, and you know what? I should make the same specification for Final Fantasy VI. Um, I am going to say that the SNES version is superior to the Game Boy Advance version because for 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 one reason. Yes, the the Ted Woolsey translation is 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 better. Or, son or, of a submariner. Son of a submariner. Like you know, like you know, I never had a problem with it because that's just pure nostalgia for me. Those Woolseyisms, but the music is so much better in the SNES version. Sir, thou. Th than the uh, th th than the than the Game Boy Advance. Yeah, no, version. the the GBA music is god awful. Terrible. Like like t t awful. They butchered it's it. So it's so it's, tenor. It's not. It's not. They did. They did a substantially better job of yeah. recreating the Chrono Trigger music for the DS Plus. I, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, the, fact, the fact that they released a like that Yasunori Mitsuda had to come out and be like, I promise, the music is really good in this DS yeah. version. I swear to you. Yeah. I, I maintain that Dancing Mad is one of the best video game tracks of all time. Um, and here's the saddest part is if you go to that, you will find people in the YouTube comments talking about how they prefer the GBA version. I can't stand no. it. Oh, God. It fucking kills me to hear that. <laughs> there's, all, there's always someone, right? <laughs> it fucking kills me to hear that. Um, 
So right. I've I've got my last two for if we've let's if do it. Let's second. do it. Yes, I can't, I've got I've got two and I don't I know so I have four. No 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 no, um, no. go go But go. they're all recent. They're all recent. Um. So what remains of Edith Finch? Oh, excellent. I, could, I wouldn't choice. change anything. Excellent. I wouldn't choice. change anything. Su- it's a good game. Somewhere Susan is smiling down upon you. It's a good fucking video game. Um. And the other one uh is maybe a weirder pick. Um. And maybe it's because I'm off a, a high of, of a second playthrough. Um. Is the Red Strings Club. Um, which came, it. I've never even it, heard it, of that. It's, it's supposed a, to be awesome. Yeah. It's very good. Uh, it came out on Steam in January. It's a smaller indie game. Uh, it's four or five hours long. It is um, a cyberpunk. Uh, it, it, you can kind of get some, some Blade Runner vibes from it, but it's this idea of you're a bartender uh, who's an information dealer, um, and you're working with your boyfriend, uh, uh, who, um, is working with this anti-corporation gang, um, and then, the, so the corporations and the government and these hacktivists are kind of in a three-way war, and you are an information broker, and you're kind of leveraging people's information against each other, uh, obviously trying to keep, uh, you and your boyfriend alive, uh, keep each other safe, um, and then also as you reveal information from client to client, that increases the risk of those characters developing certain things, uh, it's it's a point-and-click kind of puzzle thing, but like one of the things I love about the game is that when people come to your bar, uh, you can access different emotions by making them different drinks. Uh, and as you mix these drinks, somebody might be feeling uh, more empathetic or more regretful or more aggressive. And then you can choose which questions to ask based on the drinks you just served them, uh, and you'll get different responses in that regard. And uh, the whole game uh, has these kind of, you can kind of click this top corner, and it will kind of show these webs of where your your stories have intersected and how you've changed the narrative. I have heard of this game. Yeah, okay, yeah. shit. Are, you're, it's, oh, it's good. The um, game I, didn't I, click. Yeah, I, I wish I had talked about it a little bit. I mean, I tried to push it. I think I talked about it on Twitter today. You, you talked um, about it in the DMs a while back. That's where I remember Yeah, it it's a very good video game. It was just on sale yesterday uh, as the summer sale, so I'm a little bit late. Um, the developer previously made The Gods Will Be Watching, which wasn't as good. Yeah. Um, it was ambitious. Watching, yeah, they're they're a really, really interesting team. And yeah. they're always uh, turning in something that's... Yeah, it, it, similar. Yeah, I, I think the story... The story is ambitious, um, and this is why it's kind of honorable mention, because I, I wish it went in different directions. Um, but some of the philosophical discussions, and, and one of the things I really like about the game is that it asks you a lot of questions about humanity and choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and the game will kind of poke you for your answer, but not tell you that you're wrong. Yeah, um, I mean, God Will I, Be Watching was awesome at that. Yeah. Except, it, like, it, the gameplay just was constantly was standing bad. in your way. Yeah. Yeah, and so the gameplay is, is pretty much put to the side, and it's all narrative or mixing somebody's drinks, which is kind of a fun little mini game. Yeah. Um, no, it's a it's a good game. I think it's probably going to stay uh, only on PC because the controls are, are so mouse-driven. Um, mm-hmm. But maybe it would work on a PlayStation with a touchpad. I don't know. It's a really good game. It's on Steam. I think it's 15 bucks. Uh, developer publishes it. Bring it, to, I, bring it to the Switch. Bring it to my Nintendo maybe? Switch. Maybe. Wait, John. If it's all mouse based, there's only one platform. PS Vita, baby. I was I, I was waiting for <laughs> get it. Get that weird touch screen. Get that weird touch screen. Although, although I, I will say, I'm busting up my Vita soon to do a, a Metal Gear Solid playthrough or Metal Gear Solid Three playthrough. So that's. I, yeah. I, I I was gonna pick it up on 3DS, but somebody's like, "No, John, don't do that to yourself." Don't do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, one, one last quick thing: the Please. soundtrack in Red Strings Club so good. It's a mix of of piano and synth and bass, um, and it's it's really good. One of my the, the title track has a a light rain mix with with some of the piano playing. I like it. Mm. 
it's I like it. It's sublime. It's my favorite game of the year so far. I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. Like this is one of my this is one of the best topics I think we've had in a long time. Like this this was a great. I loved talking about this because <laughs> I feel like in the um, it, I don't know in in the madness of game reviews and, and people arguing back and forth on Twitter about you know well I like this platform better I like this console better I like this game better. I, I, I feel like we don't take enough time to sit down and appreciate things that are done well in games that we don't necessarily like. And at the same time, we don't take enough time to sit back and and constructively look at the games we do love and think, okay, what could be better? You know, like, right. like, like what could we have done better? What were not, not we, but what, what could the developer have done better? And, and I feel like, I feel like that's a good way to, constructively pick apart a game and look at its pros and cons without coming off as, as being, you know, well, I could have done it better than the developer because nine times out of 10, that's not the case. None of us are game developers. We don't know what we're doing. Um, but which is why I wanted to talk about this. And I, I, I feel like, I feel like we accomplished that. I, I, I feel like this was a really good discussion. Um, and, and, and now I've got, I like the self praise, John. I like it. R- right. Yeah. And well, and no, Zach, I be Zach, because of what you said, I am going to try out uh, red strings club. I, um, I don't know if I believe you, but it's very good, and I, I hope I'm you going, do. I will t- I'm good. going to play it on Steam, and I will take pictures of. I will take pictures good? of my screen. Well, you don't need you don't need to, you don't need to do that, but I do want to. I hear will I will take I will play it nude and take uh, pictures of myself doing it. John's for you. taking the shirt off. Hourly Instagram up. I this feel like John just. You just go in the direction that no one wants. I'm. I. You know what? You know what? I will. I will play Red Strings Club, and I will flex. The entire time I'm doing it, okay? I will just sit here and, and, and I'm going to stream myself playing it with my arm aloft yeah. like this the entire time. Yeah? Yep. I'm sure. yep. This is yeah. for all our viewers. This is for all our viewers right here. Anyway, um, a, a quick a quick shout out because I, I know he'll listen to it later. Um, <laughs> a new upcoming guest to the podcast who's never been on before. We were talking today about getting on. He's excited to come on. Uh, Kevin Van Ord, uh, who is – he used to write for GameSpot, and he is the writer for Divinity 2. Oh, that's Sick. awesome. Um, so oh, yeah. he is going to be on, uh, he couldn't make it tonight, but he is going to be on very soon. Uh, he, uh, he recently just started, uh, checking us out on Twitter and he's, he's, he's enjoying it. So we were talking today on, uh, about getting him on and he's, he's excited to come on. Um, so, so we're going to, we're going to work to get him on. Um, and he, he actually, he, it was funny. Like, yeah, uh, he's, uh, he's an American citizen living in Europe. And so he's, you know, I was like, oh man, I, f- I forgot that you're, uh, you know, you're doing the three, a- you know, it's it's three a.m. at nine p.m. Uh, for us. And he says, no, I still want to come on. So, so we're very much looking forward to, to having him on in the future. Um, That's gonna roll. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited about that. Um, I haven't played Divinity Two yet, but I love the first Divinity, the original Sin. Um, so uh, it's just uh, there's too many fucking games. Um, I I noticed during the Steam Summer Sale that. Divinity Two was selling exceptionally well. Exceptionally well. What's it? It, 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 it was like the very. It was like the very top of the top sellers list. We're like we're like one day between that and Red String Club. We're like one day too late with this with this uh, podcast. I know. Yeah. I know. That's okay. The um, Steam sale okay. just ended this morning. Yeah. Next time. But we'll go ahead and uh, we'll go ahead and cut it off here. Uh, I just want to let everybody know also real quick. Uh, Mike Huber and I have been talking behind the scenes, and we're going to get him back on very soon to make up for the technical issues we were having for our E3 podcast. <laughs> of course, we had technical difficulties for the E3 podcast. Of course, we did. Of course, of course. We did. Of course. It's just, that's that's how we do it here. Yeah. Um, and I would highly recommend to everybody to go check out Anthony on Twitter at uh, AJ Agnello on Twitter, and also of course Anthony is one of the trifecta of hosts on Continue Podcast, along with two very good friends of mine, Dave Roberts and Susan Arndt. 
Um, so, uh, and, and Anthony, by the way, I listened to your, uh, to the most recent episode. Um, and, uh, I, I, I loved it. I, I love the conversation on squaring yourselves with, with content that you love from somebody you may not like. It's um, a hard thing to do. It really is. It really yeah. is. And I, I highly mm-hmm. recommend everybody go not only check that out, but also go support their Patreon because I can't think of any three people who deserve your help, uh, more than they do. Um, we'll go ahead and uh, we'll cut it off here unless anybody else has anything on they, they want to add. Anybody want some, some last minute uh, some, some last minute FaceTime here? No, add? no, just just thanks again, Anthony, for your time, man. Always a pleasure. Oh dude, I I, I love coming on here. Anthony I just loves wish us. Uh, I wish Jay was here to back me up about Final Fantasy VIII. And I, I wish there were two of me to dogpile on Breath of the Wild, even. <laughs> mm, great. I, I, great. I apologize for this, Zach. I'm sorry, man. Oh, well, no. I'm, I, I took it well, I think. I'm proud of myself. As always, everybody, can you take it all the way? Can you take <laughs> it you all the way? Would you show it in my face? Explain again. <laughs>